0: The scene opens to view a small clearing in a temperate forest. From the center of the clearing rises a single tree which towers above the rest of the forest. But as we pan closer to the base of the tree, we begin to hear the sounds of giggling children. We approach a small foxhole beneath the tree's trunk. When suddenly sparks begin to shoot out in a line from the hole and into the clearing, We follow the sparks as they pop and fizzle from a thin but long string, snaking through the clearing. It bobs and weaves between the grass as it approaches a large pile of red sticks. As we examine the pile, we see that it's not just a bunch of brush, but rather a poorly constructed red dragon prop, made of dead limbs and red paint. The sparks zip their way to the bottom of the dragon figure and into a bundle of alchemical explosives. Boom. Fireworks shower as black smoke fills the clearing. We hear screams of joy and shouts of victory as four tiny adventurers clamber out of their foxhole and run into the smoke with toy weapons. The smoke clears and we see a pack of children, three goblins and a halfling triumphantly posed over the smoking dragon prop a young jeremiah stands on top of the burned dragon head and sticks his toy sword into it ah jeremiah twindleton of the breach hill brasher band vanquish this monster back into hell jeremiah dramatically pulls his sword out of the burned head and approaches the others now, I couldn't have done this amazing feat without the help of the rest of the Breach Hill Brasher Band. Treasel the Wise, for her brains and healing. Treasel bows and pulls out some juice boxes labeled healing potions and hands them to everyone. For the hundred arrow barrage fired by our daring archer, Tim Tam sureshot. Tim Tam grins and fires a fake arrow from a toy bow at the dragon head and it bounces off lazily. And last but not least, Frisigig of the Fire, our explosives expert, for we never could have brought down the beast without his bombs. Frizigig takes off his goggles and grins, his face and hands completely black from gunpowder. Trezle looks at the dragon head and says, I thought fire didn't hurt red dragons.
1: Everyone looks to Friziging. He shrugs and says, The bombs were just made from rare dragon killing fire. It's the only fire they don't like. Treasle
0: rolls her eyes and they all laugh. Jeremiah pulls out a pouch and opens it. Now for our loot. Inside the pouch are bits of candy, shiny rocks, and a few copper pieces painted yellow. Now. As
1: party leader, I think I that. think that since my Bob's killed the dragon, I get to be the party leader this time.
0: Well, I'm from Breach Hill, which is where all the heroes come from. And so I know all kinds of stuff about being the party leader.
1: Well, my grandpa was the Gimgash, and he was one of the greatest heroes that Breach Hill has ever seen. Yeah,
0: well, he's my grandpa too. And I'm older, so that makes me party leader.
1: Y'all forgetting about me!
0: They all stare and wait for him to finish. I got a hero's autograph when they visited Gimgash, so that means I'm the part- Before Tim Tam can finish, his friends dogpile him and start to fight over the bag of goodies, laughing hysterically. The sun begins to set as the friends tire out from wrestling, and Teresa looks around, shocked. Oh no, I'm late for my training.
1: Just don't go. All that stuff is stupid anyway.
0: Frisigig- This is important. Warble's teaching me all kinds of useful stuff. Things that real
1: heroes do. Like you or Warble know anything about what real heroes do.
0: Trezle rolls her eyes and takes off into the woods.
1: We we don't need her anyway. Hey, let's blow up another one.
0: Oh, man, it's getting late, Frizz, and I'm sure my dad's ready to head back to town. Yeah, I think it's almost dinner time, Tim-Tan's stomach rumbles. Jeremiah and tim Tim laugh as they begin to exit the clearing. We see gig a couple steps back from them, sulking. He quietly follows his friends back to Gimgash as they recount their adventure.
2: We're giving away two sets of dice on social media this week. Check out Twitter at basicallygpod and our Instagram at basicallygoodpod. One of those dice giveaways is connected directly to our Twitch. So one of the prereqs is to follow us on our Twitch channel. And that's just basicallygoodpodcast on Twitch. We're ramping up our Twitter because... We have a huge announcement to make and we will make part of that today. We're gonna be putting on an event in the next couple of weeks. I think two weeks out is our tentative date, but more details to come. We at the Basically Good Podcast are going to be doing a live one-shot in the next coming weeks. We do have a tentative date in place already. However, more details to come on the permanent date here in the next few days. This one-shot is going to be live on Twitch, and it's going to be around a four-hour event. Um, It is going to allow for total audience participation. What that means is... Well, we'll let you know that here in a little bit. Keep your eyes peeled on all of our social media sites for dates, details, and actually a video that we're putting together that we're going to be releasing here in the next few days to kind of explain all that we're going to be doing. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. We're very, very, very excited here uh, to get this up and running. Again, more details to come shortly. If you want to catch up on some of our past broadcasts on Twitch, you can check out our YouTube channel, just the Basically Good Podcast. We actually just dumped a big batch of our old streams up there yesterday so check them out now again youtube basically good podcast last but not least guys we are running out of ideas for pre-pods so if you have an idea that you'd love to run by us go ahead and shoot us an email at contact at basicallygood.com or you can jump on our discord link can be found on twitch or instagram you can drop your suggestion under the general discussion tab of the age of ashes campaign on discord that is all the announcements i have please enjoy the show
0: we see a familiar little private room with two two um, black warg puppies laying on our goblin friend um, Frisigig's bed. And as Frisigig kind of wakes up from a knock at his door, uh, he starts to kind of hack, and I need him to make a fortitude save. Gosh, that's right. Gross.
1: Wait, didn't I get the medicine though?
0: You did, so you get a plus two. Oh. Oh. <laughs> money,
1: big money, big money. Okay. Uh, you said it was fortitude? Fortitude. 24. Hey. 24. Okay. That's with the plus two.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, so you actually do critically succeed on that, and you have. Um, you just cough up just a bunch of phlegm. And you're like, I don't know. Maybe today is gonna to be different. I think I have beaten this disease that I've been carrying.
3: Wait, did you say? Did and you say he critically succeeded?
0: Yeah. So he reduced it by two
3: two steps, um, which he was. I've got a soundbite for critical successes. Oh, you do? Yeah, you want to hear it? Play. Yeah, play
1: it. Play ah. that.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> We've been talking about doing a critical success and fail drop and Ronnie got me killed. on that one. Uh, okay. But yeah, you have successfully gotten rid of your disease with your critical success. The wound on your arm, maybe while you were sleeping, uh, you look at it in the morning and it's not near as uh, pussy and
1: red. So. Does it mean uh, that you I wake build up antibodies to it so I can't be poisoned by that ever again?
4: Hmm... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's find out. I Paizo makes rules on that. Let's find out.
1: <laughs> chance, you don't have to do whatever Paizo tells you. You're you are your own person.
0: Okay, then I say no.
1: <laughs> I I thought you were oh. making him
2: roll because he smoked that cigar last night. I was like, oh, he's oh, yeah. yeah.
0: still just suffering. No, he's been he's been sick. Um. Okay, but yeah. Uh, first thing you wake up to the sound of someone knocking on your door. It, what?
1: Who's? Uh who's there?
0: Hey man, it's me. It's me Jer Jeremiah.
1: Oh, Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in. It's, uh Oh wait, I got to go unlock it. Uh, he gets out of bed and unlocks the door. Opens it. Okay.
0: Yeah, you see the the small halfling teenager uh, and he's wearing his smock from quarters and bits and he says, "Uh hey, hey Frizz, uh it's uh, it's Star Day, but dad dad has me uh on a job. I'm going to Gimgash to to run a few errands and bring them some supplies and I was wondering if you wanted to go with me.
1: Oh. Uh Uh ye- ye- Yeah. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I yeah, I should go.
0: Okay. Is is there something wrong?
1: Uh no, no. It's just uh I I kind of left really uh, defi- definitively. I, I was pretty uh, set on leaving town. And uh, it's not that I wasn't planning on coming back. It was just, well, soon. I. No, I should go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, my, mom, my mom would love to meet uh, Lucy and Patricia.
0: Jeremiah's just like, uh, okay, for his. Uh... Uh, well the cart's outside and i've got everything hooked up so uh you can just meet me outside when you're ready
1: uh, oh uh yeah, yeah yeah i'll get i'll get the uh, i'll get the pups ready to go and then we'll be out
0: okay uh as frizzagang starts to get ready and stuff the uh you notice um you look around the room and you have a hard time trying to find your shoes and you look, and each of the puppies has one of your shoes, and they are almost ripped to shreds.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I didn't tell you not to eat my shoes. I get it. Hey, come on. Hey, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. You just kind of slaps them awake a little bit.
0: They kind of wake up, and they say, mm, "What? What's Mr. F- what's that, Mr. Frizz? Oh, these toys you got for us?" We're big fans of them, oh. and they start kind of gnawing on him.
1: Yeah, I'll just uh, nah. Hmm. Yeah, I could just wrap my feet in some cloth. Hold it. He just
3: wraps oh, his man. feet.
1: Okay. I mean, his shoes honestly weren't much more than that in the first place. They were pretty. Uh, they're they're pretty much just junk. They but, were
3: Converse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they were
0: george We need to update the 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 fan art to have him in some some Converse, uh, uh, Chuck Taylors, <laughs> um, okay.
4: Oh my
3: gosh. Yeah.
0: At at this, as gig is putting on his shoes and he kind of gets the the, the dogs um, and gets his things together, we see him kind of go downstairs and. Walk through the uh, um, the wizard's grace, and he goes outside, and there is a a cart with um, a pony, like it's it's like a halfling cart, and there's a po- like one pony leading it, and uh, Fris- uh, um Jeremiah helps Fris- uh, Gig up onto the cart, and the both of them side by
1: side. Um, um, at this point, Frizgig says, uh, "Oh, oh, oh no, oh no, I forgot! I just oh, one second. and then he gets off and he runs upstairs uh, back to his room and uh he is he is almost left behind guppy uh oh, and i think right. guppy is just like stuck on a table and, and he's like and he's like trying to like lower himself down but he's really scared because like a big height for him <laughs> and he doesn't want to get left behind <laughs> so i oh, oh, oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and he's i'm just like you you around you know and he puts him on his shoulder that's where guppy normally sits it's on his shoulder okay he uh, wants to do fan arts his left shoulder
0: uh frizz what's what's that Doohickey on your shoulder. Oh this? At this at this point, uh you guys are on the road. Like
1: yeah. You guys are and, uh, oh yeah, this is Guppy, shoulders. Guppy say hello. And, oh wait, I need to... Guppy uh, says wow. Guppy says uh he does a little oh. bow.
0: Uh hello Guppy. And and it's he he whispers he's like,
1: it has its own mind. <laughs> uh i mean i guess you could say no i mean like sure like yeah you have your own mind no I, w- I didn't say it sarcastic of course you're like actually a lot no guppy come on now guppy guppy now buck up come on man
0: as oh whatever as, uh, you just go uh, out the whole time as this uh we we hear the sounds of frizzy and guppy and jeremiah talking drown out As they go past, uh, they go through like the narrow streets of Breach Hill and um, they pass one house that the camera is kind of focused on. And as they pass, we kind of sit here and look at this um, very nice homely house. Um, It's in like a nicer kind of part of of Breach Hill near like the marketplace. Um, And we see Urkel starting to walk by on the city street and he goes up to the front door and the camera kind of rests and pans on him. What does Urkel do?
2: It takes a um, a deep breath um, and uh, knocks on the door. Well, I guess I walk in. I guess that I, I try to see if the door is unlocked.
0: Yeah, will go ahead, goes ahead and enters the, the door, letting out a sigh. And we follow him into a, a dark, kind of a darker um, house. Um, and we see a well-furnished room decorated with gold and gemstones and trinkets of priceless value. It's a beautiful living room. Uh, stands inviting with a roaring fire and an absurdly large fireplace. Heads of beasts line a few walls um, and a worn bare rug sits in the middle of the room. An expensive massive leather chair, uh, though gaudy, sits facing the fire. Um, Oh, sorry, there's two of them. In one of them sits a large half-orc man. Adorning comfortable clothes, the Half Orc seems to not completely fill out the garments of the red silk. His long, marbled gray but full head of hair sits neatly combed and drapes thinly over his shoulders. Rings line each of his six fingers, as it appears his six fingers, yeah, (laughs) Um, and two thumbs. Ring, okay, Uh, rings line each of his six fingers, as it appears two have been severed off. His face is worn and scared from years of battle. As Urkel enters, he turns and slowly rises out of his chair and musters up half a smile. He stands a few inches above Urkel, although frail from age, still measures up to him in
2: size. Ah, you made it, <clears throat> my boy. Hi, Dad. You um, you look well. I'm getting along. Oh! Uh.
0: And then he kind of, you know, heaves out of the chair and is like kind of walking around um, the estate, kind of,
2: maybe goes to the kitchen. Looks like uh, you've kept the place in um, in relatively good order. Sorry, it's been uh, some time since my last visit. Yeah, well,
0: they the, the council sends over that boy, Arno, and he helps me, he helps me with some uh, stuff.
2: Oh yes, no, that's 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 really good, Dad. I'm I'm happy to hear that um, you're being taken care of. Is it um the same the Hill Council? You keep in touch with them?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, they they t- like to take care of the the heroes that end up staying here. They they treat me nice. They visit every so often. Miss uh, Greta, I think it I think it is now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's Greta. Um, yeah, you know, I <clears throat> just recently uh, actually met her and um, you know, went ahead and, and uh, met, met some folks and tried to give this, uh, you know, this adventuring thing a shot recently, actually. <laughs> he, he
0: laughs, he says, I was wondering when you were gonna tell me. And he kind of uh, walks over, and he says, "They told me the whole thing." And he ha- puts his hands up. You know, he's oh, dramatic. did they? <laughs> he, he says, "He says that my boy saved the town from a fire, that an inferno that almost engulfed nearly forty lives."
2: It's a little bit dramatic, but um, yes, it was me and, and a few others. We we were able to to. Get enough people out and no lives were taken that day, uh, which is great.
0: <laughs> you're being too humble. He said, If you're going to be a hero like your old man, you got to know what you've done. He says, You've got Ulfnod blood running through those veins. And he kind of, you know, kind of taps you on the chest. Um, uh. he's, he says, Looks like you finally answered the call like your old man. And he's kind of like walking around now. He's got a like a pit through the step and he's like kind of looking over some of his trophies and stuff Uh,
2: yeah uh yeah yeah dad I I I guess I answered answered the call um and I I just kind of turn and I I go into another room and I say did you get any other visitors recently does anybody else check up on you
0: Nope, I haven't heard
2: from from
0: the from the nine in some time. No. He says I, m- mostly just Arno. I I get out every now and then. Uh, I get some some grub at that uh, at the the pickled ear. There's all kinds of good storytellers over there. But he says, tell me tell me more, and he kind of sits down and tell tell me more of your your adventures he he says it must be better than that sorry ass job at the bank or whatever you had
2: that sorry ass job took care of me for many many years
0: dad and what do you have to show for it huh i'm sure you've you've lived more in these past few days than you ever did behind that desk
2: <clears throat> now you know i never was like you i never i never i never claimed to be like you I it it fed me. It it gave me an opportunity to touch members' lives in the in the community. I, I helped a lot of people, Dad. It just wasn't in your way of doing things.
0: Helped a lot of people. Sounds like you took a lot of people's money working for some greedy bastard
2: in some ivory tower. Took a lot of people's money. Sounds like you took a lot of people's money. You used to come home with God knows what. Look at your walls. I earned every gold piece that you see. <coughs> I earned it all. By killing people? I, by taking orders from somebody who is willing to pay the price? By killing evil men, boy. Evil men.
0: Thieve and, and kill. I, <coughs> I'm a hero. Damn it.
2: <laughs> you're a hero? Such a hero, yes. The people around here, I'm sure they sing your praises and give you a nice little pension or whatever you're receiving. They send a boy over here to take care of you, but you want, you know, me and me and Ma. We Don't bring up.
0: <coughs> don't bring up your mother. I don't want to hear you talk about this anymore. And he, and he just kind of goes over to his chair and <clears throat> kind of sits and looks into the fire.
2: Rooko takes a moment and kind of adjusts his jacket and make sure that his hair is in place and he goes in. And he sits down next to the fire and... And he just says, um, It was, um, it was me and, and three others. Um, like I said, we were able to, to get everyone out, but we went up to the old, um, the old castle to track down the sod who, who lit the place up, and we got him back too. It was, it was a show. I think you would have, uh, you would have been proud. He just kind of stares over at his dad.
0: He, uh, yeah. <clears throat> kind of chuckles, he says, "I'm sure I would." And we uh, we pan out out of uh, the house through a window as uh, father and son sit awkwardly next to the fire. We pan away.
3: Pause. That was so good. That was so good. Good job, Chance. Good Pause. job, Chance. I gave you a line.
1: Man, Ugh. you both played that so well. Oh man,
0: Damn. that was good. That was I, so good. <clears throat> all, all those perfect. coughs were real because the voice was really <laughs> kind of right hurting in yeah. your yeah. vocal cords. They were good though. Like. That was
3: so good.
0: Uh, great job. Good job
4: mm.
3: The emotion was palpable.
4: <laughs> Damn straight.
0: We're going to pan, pan back to the uh, the countryside oh. road. As we see a, a pony uh, carrying a small little wagon and uh, a halfling and a goblin chilling out on the front front um, bench, <clears throat> and Jeremiah looks over at Frizzigig and said, uh, "I imagine Frizzigig's probably hanging out, just you know, but I imagine he's had an exciting kind of couple days, and I picture him kind of." During the quiet parts, just kind of like staring off, just thinking, like it's hard thinking about returning to Gimgash or you know returning to you know a bunch of different
1: stuff. I think I I, and, I, I think he like I'm just picturing it in my head. Frizgig definitely <laughs> man spreads like really bad, like he is taking <laughs> up as much space. This is how he gets comfortable. Is just completely sprawled out, so he's taking over like like at least half of this bench, but he's just, like, three feet tall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Jeremiah is like, doing his best to, like, have a couple inches in between them. Yeah. At Not least. only is he
1: taking up half of it, he's also sitting in the middle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just a real bastard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but no, Jeremiah uh, kind of sees, uh, Frizzy kind of looking off, and he says, uh, Frisk, uh, got anything on your mind? You've been kind of quiet on the ride over.
1: Yeah, I... uh, I don't know. I guess I didn't really... I don't know why, but... I didn't see myself coming back until I had done what I set out to do. So it feels kind of like I'm not... Even though I you know, I'm I'm the only one who thought that, right? It, it it still feels like I'm not allowed. Like I'm doing something wrong.
0: Huh. Yeah, I I didn't think about that. Um I I think you're you're just on your your journey, and this is like a a, a pit stop before you go on and, and do something real important. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you're okay. I, I don't think you should be worried about visiting your own town, um, and, and it won't take long. So I, I appreciate you coming out here. I get, I know it's a safe road and all from here to Gimgash, but I just I worry there. You know, some bandits might be out there or something. So I just feel safe for bringing you along. So I appreciate it.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, no problem. You know. If, uh, if you came back and my mom asked you about me and, and, and she knew that I was just hanging out in town, and I didn't, you know, working for your dad even, I didn't take this opportunity to come back and she'd be mad and then she'd give you an earful or she'd, give, you know, she'd tell you to give that earful to me and then it would be a whole thing and then I'd feel bad and then she'd be mad and then you know, you know, just worth it to yeah. come back in the, first, in the first place, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah it's a good point um hey we're, we're almost there and you guys are kind of passed a sign that's like <laughs> just painted gim gash barely eligible but it's written in goblin um it says we're almost here but I was gonna ask how are you liking those fellas you've been running with they they seem pretty cool
1: well, I'm gonna be honest with you I really didn't like them at first not even like a little bit. That might have been, hmm, my kind of decided to before I even met them, for any reason, whatever, it doesn't matter, but, I don't know, they, uh, they have my back for no reason, and, uh, even though I don't want, now I don't want to, like, need anybody or anything, but that meant a lot to me kind of it 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 always means a lot when people choose to look out for you even though you you haven't done anything to you know they they don't get anything out of it right or you haven't they don't owe you right like when when you first started coming around when we were little i don't know you just started coming up and you wanted to hang out with us because it looked like you could be friends with us, and uh, I've never been friends with anybody other than Tim. Tim Tan, you know, he's a goblin, and my sister. And yeah, I meant a lot when you when you did that. I don't know if I ever told you that, but uh, but uh, I I always thought that was pretty cool of you. Is that is that same kind of situation? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Um. They don't. I know you don't like the word, but they. They do sound like uh, real heroes, um, not not the bad guys that it, you know, not yeah. them, but they they do seem like the ones I hear in stories from around the shop. So
1: um, yeah, they think, uh, they definitely got something like that going on. Probably, maybe I don't know. Yeah, whatever it doesn't mean it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, he,
0: and at that, you guys kind of roll up. <laughs> Uh, you guys roll up, uh, to Gimgash, and we see, um, there is a small, uh, thriving (laughs) group of huts kind of connected to some, what looks like to be, like, a, a few caves. Uh, we see some, some huts made with, um... Pieces of, of wood and and brush, but also just pieces of um, scrap metal and uh, like like useful bits of of things that most people might find junk. But it looks like they have built a settlement out of all of this. And uh, as you kind of roll up, you see some a few goblin uh, children kind of running, uh, chasing you into town. And you guys pull up to the uh, the town square where. Um, Jeremiah kind of hops off the the wagon and kind of rolls up the side and you can see there's a bunch of uh, goods and and uh, it looks like like um, junk from from bits and quarters like it's like a a bunch of scrap metal things that didn't really make it in the forge Um, and as uh, Jeremiah opens it Frisigig hops down and you see that there are um groups of goblins coming with baskets and stuff coming to collect uh, free scraps that is uh given from from bits and quarters uh, to the tribe um and as uh jeremiah helps the goblins like take some some pieces and screws and bolts and stuff um, we see uh, two familiar gobos make their way from one of the the caves and um we hear um, Gig, Is that... You're back already? It's only been a few days. Now we see Gig's uh, father and, and mother approach.
1: Ye, uh, ye, hey, uh... Hey, hey, Ma, hey, hey, Dad. Uh, yeah, just uh, helping uh, Jeremiah, you know, uh, drop, drop some stuff off.
0: I see, um... So... How's the, uh, um, adventuring life treating you?
1: It's fine, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually doing pretty well. Is that so? Yeah. Yeah, I made some money, uh, how's that sound to you, Dad? Well, um, I, I
0: think that if it's true, then good on you. But um we're still trying to to get by here in Gimgash. And then um the um, <clears throat> mother says, Oh Frazington, would you let your son be happy? And he says, I'm I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just speaking of the village. It's fine, Mom. We all
1: got you know, you know, it does it doesn't matter. It's we're good. We're cool.
0: Um she kind of comes up to Frizz Gig, and uh, you see in her like kind of low—not no, not low cut—but like uh, it's uh, she's wearing her like Wait. sack like huh? dress or whatever. But you just see on her chest there is still a scar from from the arrow that like went into her chest a while, you know, years ago. And she kind of um, comes up to you and puts a hand on your shoulder, and she says, Frizzy Gig, um, I." I just hope you're happy. It's It's been a hard few years. And I hope you find your calling.
1: I don't know about all that, you know, I don't know about i that. I'm, I'm doing fine. Mom. I'm doing fine. Thanks. Well, good. Just, uh,
0: be sure to at, at least send word. We, we, we'd like to hear from you. And my, might be longer than three days i know you're going to be gone for some time but it's good to see your face again and uh at that uh you know frazzentine and, and um, frizzagee's mom kind of kind of go off um and uh Gig is kind of left there thinking and stuff and you hear a uh, tap tap on your shoulder or you feel a tap on your shoulder here <laughs> yeah um,
1: uh, he um, turns around.
0: Uh, you turn around and there's no one there. But as you turn back around, uh, you see uh, Tim Tam is in front of you, and he says, <laughs> Oldest trick in the book!
1: Ah, you always playing those tricks on me, Tim Tam! Ah, ah, come here kid. They <laughs> do one of those like those super aggressive hugs that guys, you know, you guys just like they hug each other, but they're also just kind of hitting each other really hard. It's like one yeah. of those. He says, where's the gig of the fire? <laughs> it's been some
0: time. It's been some time.
1: Yeah, he yeah, sa- He yeah, says, but- how's, how's, uh, the,
0: the big city treating you, huh?
1: Ah, <sighs> uh, you know, it's, it, uh, it's fine. It ain't, it ain't got that, uh, same charm around here, you know? We'll get you out there one of these days, huh? How's that sound? Get you out of here. Ah, uh, I don't know about that. I says, a you're blowing,
0: blowing stuff up. Still blowing stuff up with your bombs.
4: Not not with a bomb.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm blowing stuff up. <laughs> Hey, you're still uh, blowing stuff up with your bobs, yeah? <laughs> yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim I'm blowing lots of stuff up. What are you doing these days?
0: Nah, I'm just
3: playing with trash. That's <laughs> 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 so what happens when we're all silent for 30 minutes. It just <laughs> all comes out. Playing with trash. Uh, just playing uh, with trash. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I've, I've been, um, I've been, I'm a builder. I've been building the, building huts, taking all this trash that, Jerry, well, things that the city folk call trash, and I take them from Jerry, and I build huts. Here, if you come over and look at this one, I, I built this one damn near myself.
1: Yeah, check- yeah, 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 yeah shoot me around, Show me what you've been up to.
0: Okay, and at that, uh, Tim Tam and and <laughs> Gig kind of walk through uh, Gimgash. Uh, the the two friends kind of reunite, and um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna pan away from Gimgash for the moment, and uh, we are going to pan pan back to it's Breach Hill. chill, but it's gonna get late uh, as we uh, the camera kind of goes. The you sweet you see the sped up. Version of the sun, kind of just turning, and it's um it's almost sun sundown, and we come up to the market, and we come to a familiar shop of um, the Reliant Book Company, and we enter through the door as a, as a customer leaves, and we see that um, Aaron is is hard at work, kind of um. Grabbing stacks of books that have been like returned or um, sold off, and he's kind of finding their home using the the Dewey Decimal System uh, or something, and he's he's finding where they belong. Uh, Vaz Vaz kind of turns the the corner from from behind the desk or the bar where her like cash register is, or the the fantasy equivalent to a cash register, and she kind of walks out into the main kind of area and. Over by the glass, uh, facing the street, there is kind of this like reading nook where um, customers can grab books and kind of read them and, and check them out before they, they purchase them. And she she goes over and and sits down. And in, a, in, a, in her hand, she pulls out a um, a bottle of wine and two glasses. <gasps> and she says, "Aaron." <gasps> Would you come here for a moment? Huh? She's nude. <laughs> it's Potiphar's <laughs>
4: wife. Um Aaron. <laughs> Potiphar's wife. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron shuffles on over.
0: She says she says, You've worked hard enough today. And she says, Come, sit with me. I'd like to learn a bit more about you.
4: Do I have to?
0: <laughs> well, huh? I am your boss, but I Okay, I don't I'll do like it, I guess. <laughs> you. Think of it as a uh, employee meeting. Okay. <laughs> she says She says Well, you're my assistant now for the next week at least, and I I, I knew I thought I knew yeah. Calmont. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I thought I knew Calmont, and I thought I could trust him, but it appears that I could not. So, I want to take an extra measure to learn more about you. Unlike I did with him. So, and she kind of uncorks the wine, and she says... Uh, she motions for the chair next to her. It's a comfy reading chair.
4: Aaron plops down in it. <laughs>
0: um, she, she pours a glass for herself, and she says... Now there is a uh, a... a, a I, I want this to be entertaining. I don't want to interrogate you. So I've heard through um, through through the many many people who come through of a of a game where you learn more about the person, and uh, it is a drinking chess, but we will not be. <laughs> yes, uh, not not oh. that one. That, that it's a good, it's a good example, Aaron. Um, no, this is a drinking game, but we will not be drinking in excess. But, and she pours
3: you mm. your glass,
0: <clears throat> and she says, uh, "I, I, I must find my manners. Are you okay with uh, beverages such as this?" Oh
4: yeah, this is maybe like my third or fourth drink ever, but yeah, I'm game.
0: <laughs> ah, a new experience. No, I said like third and or she, fourth. <laughs> have you Dang. have you had wine before
4: no it's a new experience
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, she, uh, she says now the way this works so I'm told is that we each have a glass and one of us will start I will start and I try to guess something about you that is true And if it is right, then you drink. But if I am wrong, then I drink. And then you take your turn. And so on. Okay. Very well. Very exciting. And she goes ahead and sips on her wine. (laughs) And she raises her glass and says, To new experiences.
4: To new experiences. (laughs) Just
0: downs the glass. Uh... (laughs) Um, no, but she she says I will start, and she kind of looks at a at Aaron and she studies him, looks like looks him up and down, and she says, my guess is that you are from humble beginnings, you do not come from a royal patronage or or anything a life of luxury you come from. From simple people
4: um, I mean I think they're pretty cool but yeah I guess they're not royalty so you're right
0: haha <laughs> I am very good at this game you know?
4: <laughs> you're really good <laughs> <laughs> best I've ever seen uh, <laughs> she
0: she says now before you take your okay. turn I have to ask,
4: uh,
0: what was your your upbringing like? What, uh, what, where do you come from? I, I think I have a good guess, but I'll let you tell me.
4: Uh, I come from the Miriani Forest. Have you heard of it?
0: Ah, yes, I had you tagged for a Verisian elf.
4: <laughs> wow, that's true. I am. I'm Verisian. Impressive. Do I have to drink again?
0: <laughs> uh no okay. no i it's not a fair a fair Woo! question she says um but yes uh so what did your parents do
4: um my mother her name was diana <laughs> uh she was a, she was a ranger and she was the most graceful ranger that Ever walked, for Rizia. Um, my father. His name was Chester. Chester Arendil. <laughs> what? You oh no, no! Oh okay. Sorry, that was um, that
0: wasn't Vaz. That was Chance. <laughs> oh.
4: Yeah, his name was Chester. Um, <laughs> and Chester was a bard. He is a bard, and. They say that people would make fun of him for his name, if not, that his music could make men weep and fall to their knees.
0: <laughs> ah, a very powerful man. Yeah. That's...
4: She says... That's it.
0: She, she says, uh... My mother was also a hunter. A powerful man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, a powerful man. Um, <laughs> No, she says my mother was also a hunter, Solardrel, and my my father was a fisherman named Karen. She says I, I I know full well of growing, growing up from from simple parents and and from a, a forest of elves, not a city or a town like this, but in the woods. I'm. I am very familiar i have a similar upbringing now now you may ask me a question
4: okay my question is or or, or a yes guess, sorry. my <laughs> yeah. statement my my guess is that you have a pet snake <laughs> you sound like a lady with a pet snake
0: Very close. What? I did have a pet snake, but I do not anymore.
4: <laughs> Sorry. Okay. This is
0: now Now you have to drink. <laughs>
4: this game's rigged.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, yes I, I did have one for a spell, but he um, ran away.
3: Uh, slip it?
1: <laughs> yeah, snakes can't run, chance we're not there
0: I'm glad glad your characters (laughs) are not in this room (laughs) yeah for real Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but she says now for my second question Um, I don't know why I keep saying question she says I think that you are religious in some way do you have a god that you pray to Currently, not not from your upbringing, but you currently pray to some deity.
4: Aaron has a holy symbol that is sticking out of his pocket, <laughs> that he tucks back into his pocket.
0: Yeah, Vaz Vaz is like looking at the holy symbol. <laughs> he
4: t- he tucks it back into his pocket and says, "You're very astute." <laughs> <laughs> I
0: just I I guess I guess.
4: Yeah. Um. I serve under um, Shailen, the patron of the arts and beauty and music,
3: Hmm.
4: which is one of the reasons that I I came here for the temple.
0: I see, so you believe in in love, correct? That is the tenet of Shailen, this love? Of
4: course, this love.
0: You may you may ask me my question or your guess.
4: Hmm. My guess is that you know more about Calmont than you lead on. I'm not saying what you know. I'm just saying that you might know more. That's my guess
0: kind of, uh, her grin kind of, kind of goes like a little, like her her lips go from a grin to like kind of a flat, straight line. Hmm. Her eyes kind of, uh, looks looks at you. I'm not
4: going to make you tell me, but.
0: And then she smirks and then takes a big, uh, a big sip of the wine.
4: Aaron pumps his fist in the air and says, score one for Aaron.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She says, "Yes, it is true. I have, um, I have investigated that man um, ever since he stole from me. I have learned many things about him." But uh, he
4: stole from me. That did I know that?
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. You okay. returned her notes. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He stole her notes. Yeah. Um. Ugh. Says, yes, but, But now, the things that I know of him are, to be quite honest, not worth knowing. He is scum, and he will die scum in a prison very far from
4: here. Preach, girl.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, for my question, I would ask you... And forgive me, it seems a little bit too easy. You're making this too easy, my boy. There is someone special to you in your life. No? I can see that uh, the brace that you wear is handmade. No one would make or craft something if they do not have it mean something to the person they give it to.
4: Aaron his face gets hot and it feels kind of sick to his stomach and he says yeah there is someone i guess i take a drink and then takes a drink and then says all right i guess it's my turn yes yes mm-hmm.
0: and then and she says uh i think we each have one more okay and she look, look looking at the glasses
4: sounds looks right based off my calculations <laughs> um <laughs> yeah My last guess is that sometimes you wish you can just you could just go and be a wizard again.
0: She looks at you and like raises an eyebrow and uh, she smirks and, and, and downs the last of her glass. And she says, yes, it's been some time since I have studied the arcane arts. You see, the academy life was for me at one point, but um, I felt I needed life's experience more than learning from old, foolish men in towers. I sought something else. She says, now for my last question, Aaron. You say you're from Varicia. That's very far from here. Very, very far. You say you're religious, that you've come here for the temple, but I know there are many temples of Shalin in Varicia, all kinds of places. You say that there is indeed someone special in your life my last question is that you are seeking some sort of power all wizards find themselves in this uh, quest but I suspect that you are no different that you seek power for power's sake
4: Aaron drinks back his glass, and, uh, and he says, You're right. As a fellow wizard, it's what we all seek in some way or another. We have different reasons, but you're right. I do need power. I need power to get back what is mine. And then he offers up his empty glass for a last cheers.
0: She raises hers, and uh, they both clink their glasses. As we pan out of the window and into the dark Bruchel Street.
2: Hey. Take a break. Yeah. That was awesome. That was really good. Very Man. good job,
1: Jack.
4: Called her out. Boom.
2: Damn, that How was you? hot. You, hey,
1: Chance. You know more we'll about talk Tom more than you're letting on.
2: Yeah, that's a What's wild that? question. That was so good. Maybe that that's our anyway. We can Insane. talk about that
1: later.
2: Um, we can talk about both of these later. Very good. We'll stay in it. <laughs> we'll stay in it.
4: That was hype. Okay.
2: That was hype. Very fun. Very good.
0: Okay, we we pan through the dark streets of Breech Hill, and we hear the sounds of, uh, of string string instruments playing. And sounds of, of friends um, having drinks together as we uh, pan to the illuminated tavern, The Wizard's Grace, and we find ourselves at the bar. And we see uh, Trinil coming over and laying down a glass next to a kind of hunched over Kaleri who is deep in thought and kind of she passes the few copper over to Trudnil and begins to sip on her drink. Um, what's Kaleri drinking?
3: Kaleri is drinking uh, a IPA straight from a local craft brewer. It's called and, uh, and Magic Missile. It,
0: oh, okay. So it's a Isagarian it's, it's, it's Pale it Ale? It is an Isagarian
3: Pale Ale, yes. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Um,
0: yeah, so she's sipping on it. Um, what's she thinking about?
3: Kaleri is wondering uh, where her brother is. She's that's the only person that she knows from her family that could still be alive and she's kind of reminiscing of running through the forest with her brother as a young elf and the last words her father told her to find him and it's kind of a sad night for Kaleri. All of her friends are out doing stuff, so she's just sad girl in it at the bar. We, uh,
0: that's we, we kind of watch her doing this, we see a, a big figure kind of walk past her, uh, cast a, a shadow, and the sound of someone, like, kind of large, uh, sitting next to her at the bar says, if it isn't the Dragon Slayer, I'm oh so happy! God.
2: Oh my gosh, I'm so happy! <laughs> As uh, Alec, nice. Alec uh, sits down,
0: and he says uh, he waves at Trinil, and says, uh, uh, "Yes, uh, two Chelish Imperial Stouts." Uh, and she uh, says, kind of leans over, Kaleri uh, says. Uh, What's, dragon Dragonslayer doing on a night like this? I'm, I'm pleased to see you've made it down from the
3: hill. Well, barely. I guess the most I can do is thank you for your help, begrudgingly, but... As you know, even us warriors have nights where we have to... Contemplate... Alone.
0: <laughs> no... That sours the mind. Good company brings good tidings. He says, here. And then uh, Trenil kind of brings over the two drinks. And he slides over uh, one of the the, the dark kind of chocolate stouts. And he says, have you ever had a, a chelish imperial stout? <laughs> I assume not. They're not served in the Mwangi, I, I assume.
3: <laughs> uh, no, I've not. But I guess a free drink is a free drink. I'll give it a try. She takes a sip and, like, kind of chokes a little bit. And is like, you you drink this sludge? This is disgusting. It's uh, it's the best uh, drink of Guinness
0: she's ever had.
3: <laughs> Clary
4: hates Guinness. <laughs> it's just
0: Guinness. Clary
4: hates Guinness. <laughs> Guinness is whack for Clary. <laughs>
0: you're gonna, you're, Ronnie. You're gonna recognize that Guinness is a is a craft beer, and you're gonna never. Like he says, "Ha huh, ha, it appears the the taste buds of those in the lower the the southern hemisphere aren't too are more refined keen. than
3: any of the taste buds <laughs> of those above the sea." Is what you were gonna say, correct?
0: Ha <laughs> have it your way, and he and he kind of takes the drink. He he downs his and like a very Gaston like gulp, <laughs> and then he and then he grabs the one that he gave to you. And he, he kind of brings it over. He kind of lets out uh, a courteous belch and he says, uh, Now, what brings you all the way up here from the jungle? And he kind of leans into his
3: bar stool. <sighs> well, some things are a little too much to reveal to someone who could potentially be on the other side of my blade, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> uh, he thinks you're joking <laughs>
3: <laughs> well to be honest with you sometimes i lose sight of what i'm really doing here but one goal always brings me back and it's what you said about me earlier dragon slayer whether or not that was a jest i'm to stop a great evil force that's on its way and something that took away my family and i don't want to get into this right now <sighs> says, uh, i
0: i mean no jest i i am truly um impressed by the way you sorely took down that um i, I say dragon as a joke because that's what the goblins believe but that that beast up there is well I would say I would struggle taking something down in Mayo.
3: <laughs> well, uh I will say I I didn't do it alone and in fact, uh that beast almost made me meet my end, but I am thankful for my companions as they were there to cover my bases, but that wasn't a fib that I said earlier. I almost felt it in a couple of strikes, so There's something to be proud about, at least.
0: I see. Your... Your party that you travel with, um... You're all friends, no?
3: (laughs) Friends is... Yeah, I... I would say we're friends now. It's been a long time coming for... As much time as you can spend in a few days, but... There they're good people they they know what's going on and they've agreed to help me with my cause and I've agreed to help them with theirs so the closest thing I have to family right now he's uh he's
0: surprised with how much information you're sharing with him to I'm drunk he's, he's trying to be respectful yeah um uh he, he sips he sips his stout like pretty frequently as you talk um and at this point he says so I I mean to ask do you and your friends intend on going deeper into the citadel
3: (laughs) well wait a minute there sir I'm gonna have to ask you to reveal a little bit about yourself before I keep talking
0: (laughs) haha alright I'll share everything that I can or would you like to know of Alec Montague of the Hell Knights, Order of the
3: Rack? Yeah, uh, we get it. But anyway, um, I don't know. Something just puts me off about the way you and your cohort, or whatever you call yourselves, carry carry your weight around this town. I just. But I will admit, you seem a little different, I just... What are you about? What's your goal? What what are you doing here?
0: We have that reputation. Many people fear the Hell Knights. But I believe it's because they... they... they fear law. You see, these people, they all think that they're safe safe in the town, safe with the small town rules and laws and edicts, but true, true law? That doesn't come easy. That's something that be- must be worked for, that takes discipline, something that these, these people, he looks around, something that they'll never seek or obtain. That is why they fear us. That's what separates the Hell Knights apart from everyone else. We maintain order of the lands. True law to protect, protect the people. Now, you ask for why, why I'm here, no?
3: Yeah, I want to know.
0: Well, you say you lost your family and I must say that I a little bit in the, in the same boat I'm an orphan an orphan of, che- of Cheliax and um, if you don't know most orphans are taken in by the church of Asmodeus, the prince of darkness I spent most of my youth there in the temple learning the, the prince of darkness's ways the ways he, he maintained order in hell And it wasn't long that I decided that I needed some order in my life and I I applied the first as I could when I became of age to join the Order of the Rack to make something of myself to seek that law that no one else will ever obtain unless they search for it. That's why I'm here. And that search has brought me to Breachill it appears and he finishes his drink. says now now I uh I must ask you again do you do you full really intend on going deeper into that castle up on the hill
3: hmm
0: also um give me a perception check
3: uh yes sir Was this the first roll of the episode the first, first yes, roll it is. Of No, that. I rolled. Oh, you did? Oh. I rolled oh, like yeah. five. Oh, rolls. yeah. Would save. The Get second out. roll of the episode?
1: Yeah, that's right.
3: Uh, that is a, a shiny 19, my friend.
0: <laughs> okay. Give me, give, me, give me a second. Give me some. Give me
2: some. Okay, Ronnie, what do you see? What do I see? Um,
0: Ronnie... Uh, or, sorry, Kaleri, even though she's inebriated, um, you feel as though that uh, Alec is telling the truth, but when he mentions something about, um, like, that's what brought him to Hill and stuff, mm-hmm. you feel like there might be something else there. But, um, but yeah. You feel like he he might also have... Something else he's kind of searching for. But he's not, he's telling the truth. That yes, he's here because of the Hell
3: Okay, so I perceive that. <clears throat> Back in the character. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Oh um, God. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Courtesy is two questions for two questions. No, I only asked one. A little voice in my head told me you're not telling the whole story, Alec. Why are you really here?
0: Me. He says you're, you're quite perceptive. But I'm afraid that information I'm, I'm going to have to keep for myself, Miss Kaleri.
3: <laughs> well, then, sadly, I likewise will have to keep some information to myself.
0: Now, I don't mean to be rude, but are you saying you are not going to to answer my question of your intentions of the Citadel?
3: Well, I would ask why you're so privy on understanding what the moves of our party will be. Let's, uh, let's settle this the old-fashioned
4: way.
0: He, uh, he says... Let's settle this over a clash of steel. Not, not, uh, not lethal, obviously. But let's uh, let's make a sport of it. I could use some some practice. <laughs> Hero duels. Let's uh, let's take this outside and uh, spar me behind this tavern. If you can over overtake my strength, I will share a piece of something. But if I surpass your strength then you must tell me your intentions of the castle on the hill
3: well (laughs) as you know I can't turn down the challenge but if you think your steel can best mine you've got another thing coming
0: (laughs) Uh, they kind of stand up and they make their way to the back and in the back there's kind of like a a small fenced-in kind of wooden fence uh, area, maybe some horses and some other things are staying in the back. Some straw on the ground, and uh, he pulls out his great sword and kind of motions that it's like all you know non-lethal, obviously, you know. And he says, "All right," says, <laughs> "Yeah, uh, they're both. You guys are both very drunk. That's probably the only reason you guys are agreeing <laughs> to this." but he says, he says, now give me all you've got, don't hold back I want to see what the elves of the Mwangi are made of <laughs> and I need you guys to roll initiative
3: roll initiative and get some new ass in the,
2: in the alley smoking,
0: he draws his door <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I got a 25
3: well that's interesting because I got a 26
0: baby Oh, okay. Kaleri gets to go first. All right. And you guys are like one movement away. One
3: movement away from each other? Okay. Yeah. Sick. Kaleri is going to... So she has a feat that I explained last episode that allows her to move and attack at the end of her move as long as it's within two moves, and it's called Sudden Charge. So I don't know if... I don't know if it'll allow me to move once and attack in a move and use one action, but it'll allow me to move twice and attack in an action. So we'll save that for later. So she's just gonna make one movement and it's, it's sun sun charges
0: two actions, and you dash and you oh you no you stride twice and then you get an action. Ah, so. so it wouldn't matter. So it, it wouldn't work here yeah.
3: So in that case, I am going to rage. Because this is going to be hardcore, but I can choose yeah. to not deal fire damage since this is a non-lethal battle. Um, okay. <laughs> so I don't want to burn him. Light him don't on want to light fire. him on fire. And I am going to take a stride action up, and I am going to swing with all of the strength of the Mwangi Expanse behind my blade. Damn! Since I'm doing non-lethal, do I take a negative to hit here? No. No? Okay.
0: Oh wait, wait. Yeah, it's a
3: minus two. A minus, minus two? two. for both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine chance. And that is a 17 to hit.
0: That is a miss. Uh, oh. He parries it with his large I just imagine him with like a buster sword. I just imagine him with like a big, a big not like not really a buster sword, but like it's a thick, it's Bastard a it's a sword. thick great sword. Yeah. <laughs> Uh but he's he yeah, he, one
1: thick daddy. He parries sorry, it. Sorry, sword. And then you
0: have another turn. You have another action. Raid.
3: No, I raged. Okay.
0: Okay, on his turn, he's gonna swing at you. He's gonna do swing at me.
3: Natural twenty. Oh my
0: Oh I, my gosh. I, he's gonna well, kill no, me in I, one uh, swing, um,
3: bullshit. bullshit. I got a natural twenty. That's gonna be an extra dive I'm dead. I'm gone. It's over. Okay, so Lipsy. natural 20,
0: that's double damage, and then, okay, so I get to roll three d12.
3: Ridiculous. Good, Good night. night. Okay, one, Good one night.
0: d12. Okay, I rolled a two. Good S- night. Second d12. Night, cruel world. I got a four. Okay. So that's six, and then my third one. I got an 11. Jeez. So that's 17. 17 plus is Ranked twice.
3: It's, uh, 25. Oh my gosh! I'm at five hit points. What? Oh. He says,
4: haha.
3: And he just, you know,
2: just, <laughs> such a He just clown. like
0: smacks you with <laughs> his buster sword, like right in your ribs. Oh, if he give, if he if he misses these two, he's on the ground, man. Well, well, no, he only gets one more. So he gets one more, and a minus 10. 10. 10
3: flat. That's a miss. So it's not a, great a miss, miss Okay,
0: so now, now it's Calaria's turn. You get three sacks.
3: Kalari <laughs> says, that wasn't anything. And she's gonna swing for a 20 flat. 20 flat. Not not natural. Not natural. That's a hit. Yes! I finally get to deal some damage. And she is so the one and only Alec to deal 16 points of damage to his shiny white ass.
0: Alright. Okay.
3: And then she says, there's another one where that's coming from. And he's gonna swing again. For a 18. Please hit! That's a mess. Dang! Gosh. And Dang. I guess she'll go for the last swing too because it is a, bouta, a bout of strength. And yeah, that's like a two overall. Uh,
0: all right, his turn. He's going to go for the power attack. He's going to kill me. <laughs> I got a natural 18. Oh, stop, dude. Um, so, natural uh-huh. 18. Let me look. Let me get stats again. Okay, so... Uh, plus plus ten, so that's a twenty-eight. But then minus five. Yeah, it hits. It hits me, dude. It oh, hits okay, me. Okay. So he he like you like get a good hit in a good whack, and then he you know glances off his second attack, and then he swings his sword like it's just like a like over overhead chop down on you. But then he like brings it down and it hits like right in front of you. And he, like, like, like it could have just demolished it, but it just cracks the earth like hardcore. And he says, like you're both like you know you're out of breath, like almost got crushed by this attack. And he says, huh. I see the elves of the Mwangi. They fight hard, but they've got nothing on Chelish, Chelish grown warriors.
3: all white German but she's not going to um, she like holds back like obviously there's just so much pent up anger because she's still raging and she just kind of lets it like seep out she says you might have won this time but <sighs> if you would have let me have one more swing I swear to god um <laughs> which <laughs> which god ketefis to be exact
0: he says um he says i believe you owe me some information miss caleri what do you seek and do you attend do you, do you intend to delve deeper into that castle
3: fair enough i'm enough of my word that's one thing I can be certain of. What I seek... What I seek is... The death of all the red dragons on this plane. What, what you people don't understand, what... What you Chalaxians don't understand is... There's something greater coming. But that's my battle to fight for now. As for if we plan on pushing into that dungeon or hold of yours or whatever, yeah, we do. We're going to unearth whatever's underneath there. That, That beast that those goblins call a dragon is not natural. As you know, I'm sure you've heard, they only exist where I'm from and They have draconic origin. I need to find out what's going on, and if you intend to stand in my way, then we'll have to trade lethal blows. And that's all I have to say about that.
0: says, I am in no interest of exchanging lethal blows with a fine warrior such as yourself. Now, I must tell you you will not be able to wander down into that second level of the castle. By hell knights, they won't have it. We have important business down there. But perhaps I could speak to them if we could parley your group with us. I believe they. My superior officers, they they prefer me to scout out the the small fries. The you see, they, they are much too um, powerful and strong and they they don't delve with giant rats and spiders. The the things that infest these place, they they send me ahead for that work. My it's part of my tutelage. Now like I said, if we could parlay I believe that they would send me in alone. And if we work together, I can clear, we can all clear that floor so the goblins can have their place back. But I am there to get rid of any paraphernalia that belonged to the predecessors of the castle. I believe this is your only option of going down to that second floor. And completing your quest with these... These bumblebrushes. What do you say, Calary?
3: Clary pauses for a moment and kind of... Pushes some dirt around with the edge of her greatsword and... Says... Well... Alec, to be honest... uh, As much of a friendly face as I'm willing to show you, I'm not sure the members of my party feel the same. I I know you've already exchanged pleasantries with Urkel, but I've got them to think about. So, if I could have a word with them, then, then maybe, but I can't make any of these decisions on my own anymore. I, there might be more of a chance if, if we... If we go down to the, the depths of the hold together and maybe part ways and you can clear whatever paraphernalia you need, but I know for a fact there are people that I associate closely with that dislike your kind more than a kind face and a smile will dissipate. But meet me here tomorrow and I'll have an answer for you. It says... I understand there is
0: great hate for my kind. I will give. I believe the. I believe the Bumblebrashers say that it might take them the, the better half of next week to finish excavating. Come to me. Come to me, uh, up at the hill, outside the Citadel, when you hear a word that they've finished, and bring me your answer. Like I said, I. Don't believe there's any other option for your group. But I will give you some time for you all to think of it and perhaps put your hatred aside so that we can work together to accomplish our goals. Find find that, um, that law I was speaking of. Try to be better men than these that are around us. And with that he... Like like, heaves his greatsword back onto his back kind of walks off in the moonlight back into the tavern
3: as he's leaving Kaleri kind of says fine I'll come find you but know this Alec whatever you're trying to replace with this talk of law and of absolutes if you're not careful it'll crush you more than anything else will. It won't fill that hole you're trying to fill or help you find whatever you're trying to find if you're not careful. He looks very affected
0: by your words. And he looks at, like he looks at the ground like with like kind of like he's like really like chewing on what you said. And then he looks back at you and says Good night, Miss Kaleri, and walks back in. And at that, we pan away into the moonlit breech hill, into the night starry sky, and we end episode 15.
3: Hot damn! Hot damn!